1: Him. Vintage crop, the Irish horse will win the Melbourne Cup, Hilbert
2: Blue failing, hot coming at him, Japan 1-2, American for French, coming right away, American, American Trevian! cross counter coming at Barbellow!
3: Tross-counters fly the blue army of done at last.
0: Hi, I am Gareth Hall, and welcome to Cup Week Radio on this Sunday afternoon. We will celebrate the international runners. In our great race, the Lexus Melbourne Cup, of course. We had the barrier draw as well late yesterday. The market changed a little bit. We've got basically three equal favourites as we speak. Anthony Van Dyke, the horse that finished second in the Caulfield Cup last start, the English Derby winner at $8. Sir Dragonay around that $8 quote as well. Of course, he won the Cox Plate last start. And... uh, European three-year-old Tiger, Tiger Moth around that $8.50 quote with the tab. So the favourite at the moment is Anthony Van Dyke just in front of Sir Dragon A and also, of course, Tiger Moth. TJ Comerford's not far away. He's the foreman for Aidan O'Brien. Of course, they've got two strong chances in this year's Cup. Looking forward to catching up with Mark Powell. He is the foreman for Joseph O'Brien and Joseph, of course, is looking for his second Melbourne Cup. We'll also catch up with Adam Wilkinson. And Adam is the boss of Werribee and he has a big job because, of course, Werribee is the, the precinct that looks after these international gallopers when they arrive here in Victoria. And I can't wait to have a chat to, to Charlie Fellows. He's been good enough to stay up for us. Of course, he's still over there in England and he can't get out to watch Prince of Arran in his third Melbourne Cup, but this is a race that is so close to him and he is desperate to win our great race, the Lexus Melbourne Cup, Charlie Fellows. And maybe it, it, and maybe it's, it is Prince of Aaron's year this year after two mighty efforts in the last couple of Melbourne Cups. But our first guest, of course, is TJ Comerford. He does a mighty job um, looking after Aidan O'Brien's gallopers when uh, they come to Melbourne. Of course, they've got two strong chances in this year's Lexus Melbourne Cup, Tiger Moth, and now, the current favourite for the Melbourne Cup, Anthony Van Dyke.
3: Celebrating everything about the Melbourne Cup Carnival, this is Cup Week Radio.
0: TJ Comerford, good afternoon to you.
1: Good afternoon, guys.
0: Mate, you're looking forward to it now. I'm only a couple of days out, but there's, there's a lot that goes into getting these horses here to Melbourne and, and making sure that they're at their best come Tuesday.
1: Yeah. Um, look, there's a lot goes into it. I mean, it, it's all about uh, uh, like even putting them on the plane in in Ireland to get them here and you no know, travel sickness and getting them to come here in one piece and make sure that they're all eating up and drinking and that you know and and that you kept them warm and you know like there's a there's a lot goes into it just to get them up to that to that that first Tuesday in November you know so like you know there's in fairness to them. Um, both Anthony Van Dyke and, and Tiger Maw have done everything right all the way through and um Tiger Maw hasn't run over here but Anthony Van Dyke has and he's he's ran he's run really well and and he's come out of his race really well and he's he's in great order. So like you know that we we've we've two decent horses in the race, so at, at least we've 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 accomplished that anyway at least.
0: When does Aiden identify these horses? to head out to melbourne and say okay then tj i think these are our horses that can win can win the melbourne cup
1: i suppose like in europe we concentrate on 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 our major races you know like our derbies and our and our and our staying races and and that you know for older horses and 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 your 3 year olds then like you'd like to you'd you'd like to win all these races before you come here as well but when you do that, I suppose you're going to get more weight for doing it and as a three year old and that and, and you're and you're probably a uh, disadvantage doing that. But like they're coming here on their merits as what they've done and that, you know. So but the difference with with the likes of Tiger Mott is he's probably had a had an easier campaign, you know, like so mm-hmm. he's had a he's had a, a break there through the year and, you know, he won his maiden on very hard ground in Leopardstown. And then and then Later again, then he 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 he, won, he he ran second to 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 Santiago in the in the Irish Derby on soft ground, you know, and 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 then 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 he runs the last day on Champions Weekend in Leperstown, a mile and a half on on on, on quick ground again, and he, he he won very easily, you know, in a Group Three, which was a very good race, and 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 the, and, and, and and I suppose eye catching the way he done it and that, you know, so like he he's a horse that I suppose. He was thrown in the deep end in the in the Irish Derby, but uh, we've we've had very little time to to assess them this year with the virus and that and and the way the way the whole world was going. Like you, you your our season started much later, even though the horses were probably ready at the same time. So I suppose you're, you're trying to you you're trying to get an edge on them as well. So I suppose people are seeing what we're seeing at the same time. That um, it's, it's all happening together. So I, I think that the likes of, of Tiger Mark could be a horse that that could have been a much better horse in Europe as well, and we and we and we probably ha- haven't seen that. You know what I mean? So when when you haven't seen it, it's it, it, it's it's hard to really say how good is he. But but we do know that he's a very decent horse, and he's a three-year-old that. Probably going forward, and and when I, when I say he's going forward, like I mean that he's probably a fresh horse coming here, and and he could be a potential Group One horse at home. So how good could he be here is another thing, you know. Yeah. Well, the likes of Anthony Van Dyke, everybody knows about him. He's an English Derby winner. He's Bet Stradivarius' first time out this year. Uh, he's been his last run coming here uh, uh, in Longchamp. But the the run his run in, in in for his first run of the year was in Newmarket in the in the Coronation Cup, and he um and he and he and he finished second to Gayat, who's a a very very good middle distance horse who's won uh, three Group Ones this year. So like you know we we know he's a good horse, and um, so you don't really need to know much about him other than what he's done on on on, on paper. But What he's done when he came here, then he's he's um, he's performed really well in the Caulfield Cup from a bad draw. So he probably would have wanted a bit better ground, and and he and he, and, he, and he, he might have done a bit better. But listen, he's still ran a very good race, you know, and 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 he with fifty eight and a half kilos. So we know he can carry the weight, and 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 he's in good form for today, you know. The two of them are in great order, actually, you
0: know. With with Tiger Moth TJ, he's only having his fifth race start. Do you think that experience might cost him a Melbourne Cup, or do you think he's he's done enough in the early part of his career that he'll handle an occasion like the Melbourne Cup?
4: It's probably
1: not not ideal for him but I definitely don't think it's going to inconvenience him, you know, because maybe the more we see of him like, he he's going to be a much fresher horse and you can see it every day when he when he goes out onto the track and, and he comes back in and he has his roll and then you bring him out again at three o'clock and he'll have a roll in the sand and he'll get up and he'll be lepping and booking around the place. So he's actually telling you, the work you're giving me, I'm well able for it and and, and he feels well. So, yeah. like, like he's he's a horse that that, that I would say He's, he's he's mature and and the, and these and these and these horses coming from from Europe are, are are mature, you know, for their for their for what they've done uh, on the on the same time as we say Australian trio. So look, he he he's plenty done. He's plenty done, uh it, it won't be it, it won't be uh, it won't go against him, you know. Definitely won't go against him.
0: What's his racing pattern? I oh, know he's only had the four race starts, but. How do you think that he'll he'll be we ridden there on, on Tuesday? I know he's got a tough draw to overcome, but is he a horse that likes clear galloping room? Is he a horse that likes to, to, to be on the pace or is he more of a horse that can show that turn of foot?
1: I I would say like he's he's I'd say he could be a bit of a freak really because he's over he, he he's, we had a, a brother to him that we used to we ran at Ray Lascott that finished uh second at Ray Lascott. Uh, over five furlongs in one of the big two-year-old races, it could have been the Windsor Castle or, or or one of those five furlong sprint races as a two-year-old. So, like, uh, uh, he, like he, he's a Galileo. So, like, he he he, he stays well, and um, uh, where well, he stayed a mile and a half well, obviously the step up to two miles is is, is new ground for him, you know. But but at the same time, his he, he, his pedigree is telling you that he's got plenty of speed there as well. So, like, um. You know, he he should be fine. Like, I mean, he, he he should be quick quick away and and that you know and and and, and I suppose uh, Kieran and Aidan will have to have a chat now about what they want to do and 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 as regards riding and now that he's got a, a a wide draw, but but other than that, like, not too much will change. Like, I could see him slotting in wherever you want him to slot in. You know, like he, they just have to have to. I suppose Carl is right. What to do, and that But at the end of the day, it's down to Kieran and and, and 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 no better manager. Sure, he's had plenty. He's won two Melbourne Cups from bad draws as well. Probably not as wide as this, but listen, it, 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 it it's quite doable. You know what I mean? It's quite doable.
0: You mentioned before that he's handled firm tracks like your fast track over there in the UK is probably like a, a good forum um, here at Flemington that he probably gets on. On Tuesday, most likely it probably nearly goes to a good three if we have the weather that's, that's predicted. Um, do you think he'll enjoy a, a really fast track there on Tuesday?
1: I don't think it'll bother him too much. I think when he won his maiden, um, that time in in, in Leopardstown, I think the, the the it was the it was it was in the summertime, middle of summer, and he won his maiden. And I think there was something wrong with the watering system and that, but the the track was very quick that day, you know. And he and and he, he won very easy, you know. He 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 beat he beat a horse of of ours as well that finished fourth in the Irish Derby, you know. So it showed that he kept his form, you know. That was. What he was capable of doing, and he done it, you know. So, like he 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 his, his form in, in that maiden. He he resembled as then in the Irish Derby, you know, on 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 softer ground again. So it, it it wasn't a fluke, you know. So I don't think the ground is going to be that much of an issue for him now. Be honest with you, you know, because them Galileo handle any ground, and 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 um, I suppose he his form. He actually has form on both, good form on both. So I don't think. I don't think it'll bother him.
0: Is he the best horse, or one of the best credentialed horses regarding the ability that he shows you at home that you've brought out here, TJ?
1: He's a horse that that probably has gone under the radar more than anything, you yeah. know. So, like, he's he's a horse that he, he's he's not coming here for the good of his health, you know. So, like, he's he's uh, he's a horse that obviously is showing Aidan plenty at home that that he just might be a a, a, a three-year-old that. Could could give you a a, a a good a good shout in the Melbourne Cup, you know. So like that, that's why he's here and 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 he's taking his chance in it. Um so uh, like he he's he's he has a he's a really good weight and that you know. So he, he's going to he, he he's going to run a, a, a massive race, you know.
0: Anthony Van Dyke, English Derby winner, his run was enormous there in the Caulfield Cup. TJ, I I guess the question mark the punters have here for Anthony Van Dyke um, the fast ground probably suits him but do you think he'll stay strong 2 miles
1: um i i i think he will i i think i don't think that would be a problem okay. i think that i think that um i think anthony van dyke is is a horse that uh, when you're taking on the likes of Stradivarius at home uh i think that he's he like, he's a proper stayer so like when we're taking him on um I know we took him on both times we beat him we're at a mile and a half, so we we finished second the, the first day in Newmarket, his first run of the year in the group one uh behind Gayette and then Stradivarius was behind us and then when we went to France with him before we came to australia uh he he beat him at Longchamp in the pre fight and uh and and he he made the run on that day, mm-hmm. you know because he had to make his own run, there was no pace, so he made his own run and and uh and 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 that's probably not ideal for him either to be making the running, you know. So, but he he done it. He done it. He can do it anyway, you know. So it it didn't bother him, you know. So he he's um he 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 ran really good that day, you know. He he bet Stradivarius, and I think he was always going to win. Now, there was only a short head in it, but it, he 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 done it comfortably, you know. His ears were pricked the whole way coming through the, the race, you know, like like he he wasn't really um. He wasn't really uh, exerting himself, you know. He was only doing enough, you know. So, so then when he when he comes here and he runs in the Carfield Cup like he did, it didn't surprise us that he ran. He was going to run that well. I mean, we expected him to to run a massive race. It was it was probably uh, harder to do it from from a bad draw, you know. So, listen, he 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 didn't he didn't disgrace himself, you know. And 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 he carried 58 and a half kilos that that day. And, and and he performed really well, you know. So he he he's 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 probably the horse in farm as well, you know. At least you know he has he has Australian farm there. So
0: that those things help. Can you split the two, TJ? No, no. can't
1: can't. Dead heat, two.
0: a dead heat I, in the cup.
1: I, I, I think I think the bet is the reverse forecast.
0: Yeah, um, TJ, can I ask you about Aidan O'Brien? Like we watch him from afar and and just in awe of what he's been able to do is I think fifty one eight and O'Brien and is um breaking records every season. What is he like as a boss?
1: I know Hidden's a good boss. Um, yeah. I mean I i I'm, I've worked there now for twenty two years. So like um he's a good boss. I mean he's uh he's uh he's he's uh, he works harder than anyone, to be honest with you, you know, and always has done so like you know, he, he expects you to to do your best, and that's all you can do. Even, no matter what you do, you know. So mm-hmm. as long as you're giving it a hundred percent, he, he's, he's happy with that. You know. So look, it's all about it's all about um, 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 doing your job and, and getting horses to, the, to, the, to where you can with the best way you can. Things go wrong along the way, but as long as, long as you give it a hundred percent, well, then no one can be. There's no there's no blame.
0: And you must have a special relationship with him, T J to work for more than two decades with the champion trainer, but obviously he gives you that responsibility to come out here and, and look after the quality of these horses.
1: Ah uh, yeah, look look when someone's given you a responsibility to trust you, you know. So once once someone trusts you well then well then that that that's a big thing, you know. You don't want to be you don't want to be coming out here and, 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 and thinking you're on holiday and having a great time you know so you come out to get get try and do a job and and do it to the best of your ability and sure if it works out it works out and if it doesn't it doesn't we we'll, we'll come back and do it again next year you know so look look everybody wants to win but sure there, there there has to be a loser as well and there's going to be there's going to be 23 of them on 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 Tuesday mm.
0: TJ you know what I could sit down and and talk to you about horse racing um all day long and chew your ear off and um hopefully we get to do that one day when um, this world gets back to normal. But we appreciate your time. Geez. you've been wonderful with the media as well, TJ. Um, a wonderful ambassador for the for this game. And um, yeah, Aiden should be proud with the way that you've represented Bally Doyle and Coolmore once again throughout our Melbourne Spring Carnival. And Aiden hasn't won a Melbourne Cup just yet. Um, but I don't think it's too far away. And I wish you the best of luck on, on Tuesday with Tiger Moth and yeah, Anthony please. Van Dyke.
1: Thanks very much. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me.
3: Celebrating everything about the Melbourne Cup Carnival, this is Cup Week Radio.
0: And you're with Gareth Hall on this Sunday afternoon. Now, Joseph O'Brien will be looking for his second Melbourne Cup with Master of Reality and Twilight Payment come Tuesday. And looking after Joseph's horses this time around once again is Mark Power, and he's been good enough to join us on this Sunday afternoon here on Cup Week Radio. Good afternoon to you, Mark. How are you?
4: How you guys? not too bad.
0: Thanks very much. All good. Do you get a little nervous, or do you think that you've done all that you can and you're just waiting now for this this race to 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 arrive come Tuesday?
4: Uh, maybe maybe we might get we might get nervous when we. Uh... When we let them out of the parade ring, maybe after packing them up and uh, we're we getting a little bit closer to three flat. But at the minute, no, we've doing all we can. The horses are where we want them. Um, so ready to go, yeah.
0: So how much more work will they do? Do they have a, a trot around um, tomorrow morning and then Tuesday morning or just uh, uh, some light work there Monday and then um, straight to the races on that Tuesday?
4: Uh, well, this morning they did a good swing and canter together, um, kind of joined up there at the 600 and came along together, and we'll probably do something similar tomorrow, um, it won't be anything major, but uh, it'll just uh, open up the, the airwaves and, and clear the pipes.
0: Yeah. Hey, Master Reality was so brave last year, he was second past the post and then, of course, was relegated back to fourth after that protest. Um, is he in better form this time around?
4: Uh, he, he's definitely in as good a form as we've had him last year in the US. Yep. Um, So, look If he runs a similar race, he's not going to be too far away. There's plenty of deaths in it this year, so he's going to have to be every bit as good as he was last year. Uh, but we think he is.
0: And then Twilight Payman, I find him an interesting runner because... I remember, I think it was, it might have been yourself, Mark, and, and also Nick Williams pointed out that this horse only arrived in, into your care about a couple of weeks before you went into to quarantine, and then, um, of course, formerly trained by Jim Bolger, but now you've had a, a good year or so to, to get to know him a little better. What have you learned over that 12 months with Twilight Payments?
4: Yeah, uh, so we I so we were still learning all about him when we had when we were bringing him over to
2: yeah.
4: Melbourne uh last year. Um he's probably travelled over a little better this year. And I think over the course of the year what we have learned with him is that he takes a lot of work to get fit. Um he's uh he's been on the go early. He had a run in he had a run in Saudi early on in the year. and um, we definitely know he gets the two miles well, but I, I think the key to him has been giving him enough work. He he takes he minds himself at home. Look, he's a, a I think he's seven or eight um, in your terms. I'm not sure. Um, but for a horse to be as sound as he is, he has, he'd want to have been looking after himself a little bit at home yeah. to stay as sound as he is. Not a minute, because he's as sound a horse as we have. Um, but he, he he takes he takes plenty of work, and but he's as fit as we we could have him. And uh, he's in good form.
0: Okay, so is he the forgotten horse in a, I, I, in a way? Can you split those two horses, Master Reality and Twilight Payment?
4: Um, I I would think that maybe Twilight Payment Pay would the improved from last year, anyway. Yeah. Uh, out of the two of them, um, is he the forgotten horse? He's not the forgotten horse in our eyes, anyway. Um, I think he goes there with every chance. Uh, he, he got his after getting a good. A good draw on someone's master of reality. Two of them will roll forward from there. they want to truly run uh, Melbourne Cup, wouldn't want to muddle in pace. Um, so at a proper gallop. I could see the two of them being right there. as finish.
0: It was a great ride by Frankie there last year, uh, even though he lost that protest, but he dominated that race in a slowly run race there outside the leader in, in the Melbourne Cup. Do you see both master of reality and even twilight payment going forward this year, or... Is it just a case that the jockeys just ride those two gallopers and in, in how they're feeling out of the gates?
4: I, I suppose neither of them, neither of them have to, neither of them have to lead, but Bodrum would want uh, a truly run race. Yep. And so, looking harder to guarantee that Toderum probably will, them probably will roll forwards, and the maybe the Irish style of racing would suit them that little bit better where it is a little bit more guaranteed of pace and the gallop they go. Um, Two of them will be, hopefully, the jump jump well and they'll go forward.
0: This is Cut Week Radio. On this Sunday afternoon, you're with Gareth Hall. My special guest right now is Mark Power, the foreman for for Joseph O'Brien and Joseph looking for his second Melbourne Cup when he settles up, master of reality in Twilight Payment in those famous Williams family colours who they 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 know how to win a Melbourne Cup as well with their success in in our great race. Um Mark, who's the who who's the hardest to beat in your eyes outside of your two horses?
4: Um, well I suppose it'd be you'd be foolish to think the Prince of Iron isn't going to run the customary solid race again this year. Um, he, he he had a good barrier draw, I think, there yesterday, so he won't be too far off the pace. Um you have to have fear the the Northern Hemisphere three year olds have got such good form in the race. Um we know that well with rekindling, cross counter and it's a real party, so it was a shade on last year. So Tiger Mott, um I know maybe he's drawn a little wide but he could overcome that. Um he could be banged there. Anthony Van Dyke probably brings the best form or does bring the best form to the race. Um, plenty of strength and depth in it. And then um, I suppose I wouldn't be as well versed maybe on some of the Australian runners, but there are a couple of the internationals, I think, that um, that have right chances in it.
0: All right, Mark. And your horses, will they will they handle fast going, a good track?
4: There'll be no problem for them, yeah. yeah. Yep. They'll hand, they'll hand the land, the underground, whatever way it comes
0: out. Yeah. And how is Joseph? You obviously you're, you're talking to him a lot, and he usually likes to to come out for the for the Melbourne Cup. Um, and it doesn't matter where you're living in the world these days; it's a different world as we um, are in the middle of this pandemic. But um, how's he feeling before the Melbourne Cup? Yeah, i have i talking to
4: Joseph daily. Um, he kind of he can only kinda of go on some of the feedback that the lads, the riders are giving him every day. Um and we're lucky enough to bring down four top lads as well to ride the four horses we have got. Um but he's looking forward to it. Um and we say it, it it's a different world we're living in now, but I mean it's it's funny maybe how the whole world will still be tuned in like any other year to the Melbourne Cup at home right?
0: Well Mark, we wish you the best of luck with uh, Master of Reality and Twilight Payment. Only a couple of days to go, but we appreciate your time on this Sunday afternoon here on Cup Week Radio. Thanks, Gareth.
4: Appreciate it.
3: On the RSN app, on digital radio, and at rsn.net.au, you're on Cup Week Radio.
0: The Australian racing fans, sporting fans, have fallen in love with his horse, Prince of Aaron, and he's back to try and win the Melbourne Cup. Once again, boy, has been close, and we'll head to Newmarket to Bedford House and catch up with his trainer, Charlie Fellows. Hello, Charlie. Welcome back to Cup Week Radio. And uh, how are you feeling now a couple of days out from another Melbourne Cup?
3: Hello, mate. Uh, thanks for having me on. Interestingly, uh, it's been really busy over here because we have a, a, a like sales season. So we've had all the yearling sales and then we've had all the awesome training sales. So we've been absolutely manic. Uh, but they finished. Uh, they finished on Thursday, and so yesterday was the first day I've had off. And I, I took, I've got gone home, and I've gone back to my parents' place for a, for a long weekend just to get away from everything. That yeah, last night was probably the worst night's sleep I've had in a long time. <laughs> and I, I've, I've now all the all of the all of the work is sort of finished my brain is now switched on to the Melbourne Cup. And um, yeah, I, I have a feeling the next three nights or however many more nights we've got are going to be, um, they're going to be longer nights than normal.
0: How difficult has it been for you, Charlie, knowing that you won't be able to get to him or to get to see Prince of Aaron before his last serious gallop, before the Melbourne Cup to, to wake up on a Tuesday morning here in Melbourne and, and head out to Werribee to check him in his box on that Tuesday morning before you take him to Flemington.
3: I'm obviously gutted that I'm not over there. Melbourne has been a huge part of my life the last two years. Uh, it's something that we've aimed aim towards, and it's been you know it, it's been a, a wonderful journey. Uh, and I, and yeah, there's obviously I'm I would I'd give a lot to be there right now. But yeah, there's bigger things going on in the world, and just sadly, circumstances have played their hand, and and it's just not, it was never possible from the get go. I I know Andreas Voller's made it down there, but uh, he probably didn't have a six month old baby either. And I have a (laughs) feeling my wife might have something to say if I said I was going to go off to Australia for for about three weeks uh, and sit in a hotel room for two weeks. So. Mm you know, sadly, it just was never going to be possible, but the horse, as far as the horse is concerned, we've done this before, Um, you know, he's travelled without me before, and, you know, he's, I I know exactly what, how he is, and what to expect, Alid is down there, and he knows him like the back of his hand, so, you know, as far as that's concerned, uh, yeah, obviously, I'd love to be there, I'd love to see him gallop for the last time, but it's, I know that everything is being done absolutely as I'd want it if I was there, so um, I'm relatively relaxed on that front.
0: The barrier draw was conducted after Derby Day in Melbourne and Prince of Harren, well, he's been drawing out wide in Melbourne Cups. He drew the Car Park, of course, and the Caulfield Cup and yesterday he drew the the emergency lane, um, barrier number one. But I, I guess, Charlie... Barry number one, it's going to be a hot day in Melbourne um, on Tuesday, and uh, he'll probably he'll need a little bit of luck. But it's not the worst draw. How did you? No, how, what What do you think of Barry number no, one? No,
3: no. The more I think about it, the happier I am with with one. Um, Prince of Aaron is he, he's he's a real he's a, he's a, he's a he's a very very clever animal, um, and there's no it's like he's seven years old he's eight years old your time he's seven years old our time and there's a reason that he is still at the top of his game age seven and that is because he's not like one of those young bucks who goes out and puts absolutely everything into every race and therefore has a really short sort of shelf life he's looked after himself he sort of only ever does as much as he has to and as a result An inside barrier to him is a big, big, big plus because it just makes life easy. He doesn't have to worry about slotting in. He's not going to have to work too hard from the gates. We can pop out. He's got very good gate speed. You know, he he was, I think, quickest out of the gates in in the Melbourne Cup last year. He was pretty quick out of the gates in the Caulfield Cup. And I think, you know, it had... Uh, had we been drawn further in, he could have easily sat in a nice position. So he, he's pretty good out the gates, and he'll be able to just pop out, get a nice position, probably just forward of, of midfield, uh, let the others work harder than him around the outside, go and get a posse and at the same time, will be conserving anything. And he loves being covered up. He loves being amongst horses. He loves having something to aim at. When he gets too much daylight, that's when it's dangerous because that's when he thinks his job's done. So I'm actually not in the remote, not remotely worried about store one. Obviously, if he flops out the gate, uh, then we're in trouble. Um, but I'd be pretty confident that that's not going to happen.
0: It's probably, Charlie, been a, a different preparation for Prince of Arran. Finally, you arrive here in Melbourne town and you don't have to prove yourself to get into the great race. Does that mean will he be better come Tuesday? Do you think that this is the preparation that he's probably been best suited to than previous years, where you probably, I would imagine, you would have had to peak him to make sure he gets into the cup?
3: Yeah, look, you've hit, you've hit the nail on the head, and we, obviously we won't know the answer to that until yeah. Tuesday, because yeah, the proof is in the pudding. We'll see how he runs on Tuesday, and that will that will show whether. Whether how much the previous preparations took out of him having to come out here and win a race to know that we could get into the Melbourne Cup. But you're absolutely spot on. The last two years, the Melbourne Cup hasn't been our derby. Our derby has been the race before the Melbourne Cup because we've come out here knowing that we are not in the race. Uh, We've come out here for the sole reason to run in the race. So I've had to have him Absolutely spot on for the Herbert power. The last two years, obviously, both years we got beaten. We, uh, you know, we he ran fantastically in both races, but he got beaten. And then he went and won his second starts uh, two years ago in the Lexus, last year in the Juran Cup. So, um, but but this year, obviously, we've known fully well from for uh, you know miles out that we were going to be in the race. And that I could sort of, almost yeah, take my time. Not have it ready two weeks early. Just give him a little bit longer a holiday. Uh, give him only the one run in England. You know, last last year, he ran three times in England before he came over to Australia. He ran Goodwood, Goodwood into York and then York into Kempton. This year, we just went to Kempton. Had the one prep race, keep him fresh. Come over to Australia, have the one prep race in Australia in the Caulfield Cup knowing that we could we didn't have to run him we didn't have to have him absolutely spot on uh and that really the first Tuesday in November was the only day which really mattered so yeah it's a it's a big difference big change in the way we trained him uh you'd hope that it's an advantage but obviously we won't know until until Tuesday
0: so how much improvement from that Caulfield Cup do you think he can find
3: um i think fitness wise you know he's i have i've he's had a i wouldn't say a tough time but it, you know he's done plenty since the Caulfield Cup you know i've got three pieces of work into him, two light pieces and one proper piece so he's you know he's he's done he's done some galloping i still felt that there was plenty in the tank uh you know if Caulfield cup i felt that we were probably sort of eighty five ninety percent there. Um, and I felt that the the race itself, and then another you know couple of pieces of work would put us up to sort of a hundred for, for for on Tuesday. So there's got to be a bit of improvement, you know. He's not, a, yeah, he's proven over further um, a mile and a half around Corfield would definitely be the minimum of his optimum, and to run as well as he did from a wide draw, having to loop around the field, which would not be the, as I said earlier, you know, the half, the reason I'm really pleased with our draw is I just think he loves being covered up. He just finds it so much easier. I think looping around the field, that's not really the way that he likes to be ridden. And yet to see him run home as well as he did was very encouraging. So, yeah, I think, um, I think fitness wise, there's definitely some improvement to have. And, and if you add on to that, just the way the race panned out at Caulfield, from a, from a sort of inside draw, he's going to have it so much easier. Um, and I think the lack of work he's going to have to do in the first sort of three furlongs to the, to the bang uh, will make such a difference um, over the last two years.
0: Charlie, we're fallen in love with your horse Prince of Aaron, and uh, because he's obviously arrived here in Melbourne and run some Ripper races in in a Melbourne Cup, and he's been so close. And we love the way that you've gone about it promoting our great race and and being a wonderful ambassador for the for this for this wonderful game that we all love. Um, but Prince of Aaron, like. What is he like as a character? If he was, if I walked into the the local Newmarket pub and you were having a pint, and and Prince of Arran was next to you, what what would our conversation be like?
3: Uh, oh, that's like, that is a really good question. I like that question. Um, would he be talking about le- girls? I don't. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't. I'm not sure he would be. I think he'd be more. I think he'd be more the guy that just he sort of takes the mick out of. Yeah. anyone around the table he'd be the sort of the, a bit of the joker like he he's got the most i probably like the most wonderful personality and yeah. the fact that he's so loved in australia means a lot to me because i actually know as a horse what he's like And and obviously as a trainer i see loads and loads of different characters come through my yard but he's just got a really playful loving character there's not a bad bone in his body he wouldn't do anything to hurt anyone. Uh, I'd happily let a five-year-old kid walk into his stable and know that yeah. he'd be they'd be absolutely safe as anything. Um, but at the same time, he's playful. He'll he has little tiny mannerisms like he'll put his tongue out, which he lo- he loves having <laughs> his tongue scratched, and he shakes his head around. And he's just he's got a, he's got a really endearing personality. And uh, as a human, he'd just be he'd be He'd be everyone's mate. He'd be the sort of guy that takes the mick out of everyone, and it sort of never can never really be serious.
0: Yeah, And we love him even more after hearing hearing that because we see these wonderful athletes and warriors go and do battle on the racetrack. But sometimes it, it's great to hear from the trainers what their personalities are like, and and um, because each horse, and especially these special horses, they're all special, but the 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 horses like a prince of Aaron, they got that character about them there's something in their eye is it is um do you see charlie that i don't know how you, when you talk to talk to trainers about their really good horses there's something about them that you they they can't really explain if you know what i mean
3: it's the best part of our job i i that's it's the part i enjoy the most uh, is getting to know the horses getting yeah. to know their personality because they are exactly like humans are all different horses are all completely different no two horses are the same um you get horses that are always moody you get horses that are just really kind horses a bit like prince and Aaron, who are playful and you know always trying to get attention and like they are they are the most amazing creatures and and that is a big part of our a big part of our life is to try and get to know them and get inside their heads and get mm-hmm. to know what sort of makes them tick. Um and um you yeah, know with Prince of Aaron he's been a real sort of work in progress. As a as a youngster he was he was a really he was not a particularly nice character. He was quite an angry character, a bit of an adolescent. Um but when we his him uh, he's the transformed. I suppose there'd be quite a lot of blokes that could do with being killed, and <laughs> might, might improve them a little bit. But uh, he, he's, uh, but he just he, as a character, he just completely changed. And 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 uh, uh, you know, he's very 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 intelligent. That's what. Yeah. That's why he's so good at traveling. He loves the change of scenery. He's he's a very intelligent, very intuitive horse. He loves the change of scenery. He loves. Uh, it just keeps him interested. I think being stuck at home in Newmarket, he gets probably a little bit bored, and he thinks mentally he just needs a bit more of a challenge, which is why he loves going abroad to all these amazing places that he's been able to run.
0: Charlie, he's drawn barrier number one. Now, the the last horse to win from barrier number one was Prince of Penzance, which was written by Michelle Payne, and she created history on that day. A movie was made after that Melbourne Cup because Michelle was the first female jockey to win our great race now, Jamie Carr is your new rider. We all know the story. Unfortunately, Michael Walker couldn't commit to to Prince of Aaron this preparation, and um, I'd hate to know what Michael is feeling now, <laughs> now, now after after what happened in that Caulfield Cup. But Jamie's has been quite remarkable this season. She's our best jockey at the moment. When you look at the form book, she's the she's the the jockey that's riding with the the most confidence. And she's the informed jockey of this country, but especially here in Victoria. And it would be some story, mate, if you could combine with Jamie to win this to to win the Melbourne Cup with Prince of Arran.
3: I don't know how much you follow the racing back in England, but the it, 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 it's I'm not really one that believes in all of that sort of thing. But the it is bizarre how the story is building up because. I don't know if you know, but Haley—we have a yeah Haley Turner yep. called Haley Turner, who has basically been a real tra- trailblazer back here.
0: And you had success and, at Ascot with her,
3: exactly. Yeah. Last year, she rode a winner for me at Ascot, and it was the first. She was the first female jockey in 32 years to ride a winner at Ascot. And she then went and did it again uh, this year for me as well. I also um, I, I had a horse riding running in uh, a Goodwood. Uh, called Havlan running at a charity race. And, and sh- he was ridden by a girl called Khadija Mella, who was the first female Muslim jockey yep. to ever ride the winner of a race. And that was on another of my horses. Um, and now we're hoping that Prince of Aaron can emulate Prince of Prenzance yep. uh, from stall one with Jamie Carr on and... And hopefully, um, and hopefully win the Melbourne Cup. Look, Jamie is riding out of her skin. Uh, I watched the Cox Plate Day. Uh, I watched all of the races. Um, and she, she's just, she is riding with so much confidence. And it doesn't matter where you are in the world, if you're a jockey with confidence, you're a very, very dangerous, mm. uh, dangerous person. Because there is absolutely no coincidence that jockeys just get on a roll uh, and at the moment, she just everything she sits on, she thinks she's going to win on, and that's so important. And it, uh, another big thing of why we went for Jamie is because she was flying when we were trying to pick a jockey. And, and Prince of Aaron, he needs confidence. He loves someone who's going to get on on his back and and you know really believe that he's going to win. And and h- half the reason him and Michael had such a good relationship together were because Michael, every time he got on him, just felt he was going to win the race. And, um, hopefully Jamie will feel the same way. I think after the Caulfield Cup, Jamie should only be getting on him with real positivity. Uh, and it would be a wonderful story and she deserves it. Cause she's a, she's a fantastic horse person and, uh She's clearly going
0: places, Charlie. We're nearly running out of time, but you've achieved so much in the short uh, in a short amount of time in in this training caper, and you've had success all over the world. But one man that you learnt from is a man that has had so much success in the Melbourne Cup and Lee Freedman. Do you have a chat to him before the big race?
3: No, do you know what I I see Lee only very occasionally. Yeah. Uh, I got to know uh, I got to know his nephew Sam very well yep. when Sam was in Newmarket, and obviously I'd been watching Sam's career with his father Anthony, who I obviously worked for when I was in when I was in Australia. Anthony and Lee were were working together down in Mornington, so um, so I, I obviously keep a very close eye on their progress. And Sam's a lovely, lovely guy. I was a big fan of his. I thought, you know. I know he's going to become a he's going to be a fantastic trainer, and if he follows in his father and his uncle's footsteps, he's going to be going a long way. Uh, I haven't spoken to Lee for a while. I think I can't remember the last time I saw him. Maybe yeah. even the Melbourne Cup last okay. year, possibly. Um, but you know, it was my trip and my year stay with them that started everything off, and it made me appreciate quite what an amazing industry you guys have down there. Uh, what an amazing event the spring carnival is. Uh, and you know, uh, it, it, as a result, it was, it was very much on my mind and has been on my mind to try and send horses down where possible. Um, because yeah, you guys, you guys do racing good. You do racing real good. And it's a, it's a real privilege as a POM to be able to come down and run in your races. Um, and you know, I really, really hope that we'll be able to come down for many years to come uh, with Prince of Aaron and hopefully some other horses uh, as they come our way because it, it'll be somewhere where it should always be very, very close to my heart. It's yeah. a, it's um, it's a very special place.
0: Now I need to ask you this question: Who's the hardest to beat in the Melbourne Cup?
3: So I've, I've said uh, I've got, I've got, I, I think. For me, there's four horses.
0: Yeah.
3: Including, and I put Prince of Aaron in the four. The four, for me, the first four are uh, Prince of Aaron, Tiger Moth, Master of Reality, and um, Surprise
0: Baby. Baby.
3: Yep. Those four. I really loved Surprise Baby's run last year. I I know that the way you guys train your stairs to how we train our stairs is very different. So he's had a He's had a he's had a you know, he's not coming in on the back of like three wins, but he ran a huge race last year. Uh and I think if he can replicate that form he's good. Master of Reality has come in I'm slightly under the radar, but he ran a massive race last year and I'm surprised he's the price he is. And Tiger Moss, um, he's uh tried and tested uh formula. Um I think Northern Hemisphere three-year-olds should have won the last three uh, runnings of the Melbourne Cup. Uh, if you, if you, like me, believe that Il Paradiso probably should have won last year, and he has all of the attributes. I did always say that I thought Santiago of the of the Aiden horses was the most dangerous. So him out was a big hole. But Tiger Moth is a very good draw, uh, good horse. Although the draw is going to make it more difficult for him. But for me, those, those are the, my three that I'm worried about, and, and I'd put obviously Prince of Aaron up as well. And I think um, it's going to be a it's going to be a
0: cracking race. Good on you, Charlie. Thanks for your time, mate, and um, um, hopefully we're catching up with you on Wednesday after. Um, and you're an official Melbourne Cup winning trainer.
3: Thank you. So much for having me on. I really appreciate it.
0: The professor and the hack: accessible politics with just a touch of depth. I'm Hugh Rimmington.
3: and I'm Peter Van Onselen. You can find us, the professor and the hack, wherever you find quality
0: podcasts. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
3: you want to know about the melbourne cup carnival this is cup week radio
0: we nearly run out of time here on cup week radio but our next guest is the man that does a wonderful job making sure that the internationals get looked after when they arrive here at victoria the ceo of the the werribee turf club in adam wilkinson and he is ready to join us now good afternoon to you adam
4: good, afternoon,
0: yeah, thanks. good thanks mate um Have you enjoyed it this year? How have the internationals been um, since arriving at Werribee? I think it's a special time for your club each and every year.
2: certainly is. It's a very special time. Look, it's certainly different, that's for sure. But, um, you know, it's been great. But, um, you know, I think from a general perspective that international quarantine has been able to occur and all, all Kudos needs to go to Racing Victoria for making that happen. But. Yeah, From the club's perspective as well, it's, it's a really exciting time and it, it really puts us on the map, for sure.
0: And it's a lot of sacrifices that your club needs to be made because I guess you can't race there that much because the internationals are there, but would you have it any other way?
2: To be honest, not really. Yeah. I mean, our focus from an international perspective begins uh, about May this year when our track goes into a full renovation in preparation for those international
0: riding. So, look, it's a massive focus for us, but it's a critical part of our business, and um, we wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Do you have a winner for us? I know that you're out there every morning watching these horses work and, and, and gallop and then talking to the major players. Um, is there a standout in your eyes? I know that they call it the... I think it's the Werribee Whisper, and it's hard to find out the Werribee Whisper, but maybe you can let us in to something yeah, here well, on, uh, on Cup Week Radio, Adam.
2: Well, I mean, look, we're going to have eight runners from the complex on uh, on yep. Tuesday, which is, which is very exciting. Um, for those trivia buffs out there, this will be, um, you know, if we can win the Cup on uh, Tuesday, it'll be the sixth time in 11 years that uh, the Cup will uh, come back to wear me. So that's exciting in itself. But, um, look, I'm going to stick with Tiger Moth. I think the, yep. the international three-year-old uh, precedence previously probably suggested he's going to be very hard to beat. But I'll tell you what. Prince of Aaron's here for the third time, and it's the best he's looked, and it's the best he's
0: worked. And okay, you know, yep. he's
2: Dawn Barrier one, and I, and I think
0: he's going to run a mighty race on Tuesday. Yeah, we just had a, a lovely chat to Charlie Fellows, and he said the same thing that I don't think he's ever had him better heading into a Melbourne Cup, and boy, he's been close uh, the last couple of occasions. Hey, I had a chat to Paul Bloodworth about this as well. Do you? Do you? Does it? Does it annoy you sometimes the criticism for your racing complex? Um, from people um, regarding, and I know there's been a few horses that have been injured a, along the journey. Um, but do you think it's unfair the criticism on Werribee? Uh,
2: look, I personally do. Look, I mean, as people realise, the preparation that goes into the track to make it what it is for these these guys as well. I mean, you know, Racing Victoria conducted a review into Werribee in 2018, and um, you know suggested that the track itself had, had no reason to be the blame for any type of injuries. And it's always sad that these occur, but um, you know, it's, it can't really be our focus. I mean, our focus is on making sure that each morning uh, the track's prepared in the best condition that it is and um, that will remain our focus. I mean, we can't control that external noise either and um, yeah, there's a lot of people out there with bigger voices than we'll ever have, but... Um, you know, I can guarantee you from my perspective that the trust presented in
0: pristine condition every morning for those horses to work on. And I can hear you how proud you are of what your club's been able to achieve and I think yeah, you, 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 um, these horses yeah. are part of your family there, by the way, that you're keeping count how many Melbourne Cups Werribee's produced these days. So um, good luck. Hopefully it's a seventh for you and um, if you're having a punt too on Tiger Moth, he's now the second favourite. His stable mate Anthony Van Dyke has just replaced him but... Adam, great stuff, mate. You do a wonderful job there um, looking after the, the, the trainers and, and their staff and, more importantly, those horses when they when they come to our Spring Racing Carnival. So thanks for your time here on Cup Week Radio. I appreciate
2: that, Gareth. you very much. And um, to everyone out there listening, enjoy Tuesday. Good luck.
0: Yeah, hopefully we can get to Werribee next year. We've missed the coffee. You can come back for sure. Eh? Right, good on you, mate. There's Adam Wilkinson there, the CEO of the Werribee Turf Club. Well, that wraps up My time here on this Sunday afternoon on Cup Week Radio. Jeez, it's a lot of fun catching up with the internationals. I think they add a lot to our great race. TJ Comerford, you could talk to him all day. And wasn't Charlie Fallow sensational? He's my pick. I don't know if I'm thinking with my heart or my head, but I'm hoping Prince of Aaron can get the job done. And I think, along with Surprise Baby, it is the story of this year's Melbourne Cup. Um, Third time lucky, he's been knocking on the door, and Jamie Carr takes the ride and that would be some story. I'll be back tomorrow morning on RSN Central and Cup Week Radio from 10.30. Michael Felgate before that with the big Melbourne Cup Eve Racing poll show and then I'm looking forward to spending the afternoon once again hopefully with you for Cup Week Radio Um, from 1 o'clock to around 4 o'clock we'll preview the Melbourne Cup, talk to all the major players and more importantly I think the stories behind The Great Race, the Lexus Melbourne Cup.